Hi, this is Kathy. And this is Charity, and you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. Yes, we said at midnight. This is only our third episode, but we've decided to change our name already <laughs> because we uh, always have to record these things at midnight. At midnight. <laughs> um, well, technically it's 11 o'clock, by, but by the time we get done, it will be midnight. Um, and that's just the life of a mom. <laughs> because our kids don't go to sleep real easily when we need them to. Yeah. Other days they go to sleep really good, but on the days we have things planned, not so much. Yeah, just busy mom life, <laughs> which is a good segue into our topic today. Yeah. Good one, Charity. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about finding the spirit in our busyness. Um, Meaning, how can we connect with God and His Spirit when life is just absolutely crazy? So, we're all busy. I mean, most people are busy. If you're not busy, then you can still listen to this podcast for great tips. You but don't have kids. But yeah, you did, you're probably not a mom. Because even if you are a mom that stays home, you're busy. Um, so... Go ahead. Isn't it silly how that's like a misconception? Yeah. Oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. You you just have all the time. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with your day? Uh, I don't really know. I can't say because it's a haze. <laughs> you think of all the things a maid would do? Just that plus kids. That plus like somebody undoing it as yeah. the maid does it. Yeah. <laughs> just like a maid for a hotel room that goes in to clean it and like the people that are staying there go in and start taking a shower while she's cleaning the bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, we may not necessarily have time to just sit down and read our Bible and pray for an hour or even a half an hour. Um, but I mean, that doesn't make us bad. That doesn't make, I mean, that doesn't make us, you know, somebody who doesn't love God. It just makes it, it's just in certain times in our life, certain seasons in our life, it's just not doable. Um, so we want to kind of talk about some ways that you can ways and tips that you can access God talk you know connect with his spirit when we are busy um and I'm losing my place here I'm losing like my train of thought Nothing new when it's almost midnight. I was just going to say, we also <laughs> added midnight to save our own bottoms so that we have an excuse. <laughs> when people are like, okay, spit it out. Yeah. It's because we're tired, okay? It's I've dis- only had like six coffees today. The disclaimer's but... right in the name. <laughs> yes. Um, when we, if we skip, you know, connecting with God, even when we're busy, then we're going to lay ourselves open to um, Satan trapping us and making us trip up and then even separating us farther away from God. Uh, so, I mean, even a day, like if a day goes by where I do not talk to God or I don't pray in some form or way, um, or even just like listen to worship music, I feel angry. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like the worst person in the world. I don't feel like a mom that is a good mom, honestly, for, for reals. Yeah. If I skip that and one of my kids is like, can I have milk? I'm like, why? How dare you? <laughs> no. You don't need milk. Milk? I'm busy <laughs> sitting on my couch. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah, what's funny is that you when you start to like separate yourself from God, 
or you know you spend less time with God, you start to see also like all this time, all the times that, well, I I do at least all the times that I could have spent with God, and then I beat myself up about that. <laughs> I'm like I'm a stupid person. I'm so horrible. I could have that was like ten minutes that I looked at my phone. I could have spent that time reading the Bible, and um, first of all, that's not what God wants us to do. Uh, but that's just Satan's way of like turning us on ourselves, turning our religiousness on ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because we think we're supposed to do things a certain way. You think you're supposed to be perfect at that? Yeah. Unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. There ain't nobody that's perfect. Just so you know, no human being on this earth is perfect. There was one, but he, well, I mean, he's always around. But he's God also, so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so, the number one tip that I have, first off, is starting your day with prayer. And that actually kind of, like, goes against what we just said. But what I mean by that is before you even, like, just get out of your bed, you know, Unless you have a screaming baby and you have to go get them. But you don't necessarily have to. They're not going to die. <laughs> They're just crying. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> don't put that on me. Okay. So they may die. Kathy talking. Yes, this is Kathy. <laughs> they may die. So, yeah, you should go check on them. Um, but, <laughs> but what I mean is that, you know, you wake up and you're getting ready to start your day. Taking even just, like, one minute to commit your day, commit yourself to God and asking for that asking his spirit for wisdom and strength to face your day. That's going to completely set you for the rest of the day mm-hmm. and it's going to, you know, help you to have a more joyful and pe- uh peaceful attitude for the day. At least that's what it does for me. Uh Joyce Myers in her Battlefield of the Mind book says uh just something as simple as before you get up saying, God, I give this day to you. And then yeah. get up and go for yeah. it. Yeah, right. Um, I really like the where Jesus, you know, commits his soul to God at the end when he's dying on the cross. I really like where he uh, says that because that's like almost an example to us of how, what we should be doing. Like committing our souls to God each day. Before we're off, you know, we go off and start our day. Because, you know, after Jesus died, there was a lot of things that had to then be, you know, they had to go spread the light because Jesus was not there anymore. So I feel like that's almost like an example for us of, you know, commit our, our day and ourselves to God for our day. And I mean, that, that literally would take you like a minute. Mm Um, so I have some scriptures here that just kind of talk about why it's good to pray. Cause I mean, some people may be thinking, well, what's the, what's the point in like, you know, praying right away? Why, why do we need to do that? Because God's always in us. Once you accept him, you know, he's, he, once you accept Jesus as your savior, he's always inside you. But here's a couple, um, verses about why it's good to pray. Um, Job twenty two twenty seven. If you don't know about Job, you need to look it up. The guy goes through some things <laughs> that are real hard, um, but there's some good wisdom that he gets through those things. But you will pray to him, and he will hear you. 
and you will fulfill your vows. So, I mean, that's like, that's like such a simple verse, but it's like, he's they're saying you will pray and God will hear you. And then you can go out and do the things that God has asked you to do or that you have said that you're going to do. Um, I mean, that's just like one plus one is two, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then Matthew twenty six forty one. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I feel like when, when you start your day committing yourself, your soul your day to God, you're going to, you know, already be thinking, I'm not going to live in the flesh today. I am not going to fall into temptation because I have the spirit in me and he's going to give me the strength today. Um, so even just like praying those, a couple, like praying that verse alone, just saying, you know, God help me for your, help your spirit to keep me from falling into temptation because I know my flesh is weak and I need your spirit. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that doesn't even take a minute. Um, and then there's another verse here that talks about not babbling like pagans. So even God is like saying, you don't have to talk a lot. <laughs> you don't got to say a whole lot in order for it to mean anything. So Matthew 6, 7, do not keep babbling like pagans. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Um, and so that's just saying God doesn't ask us to have elaborate, repetitive prayers. So just pray. Yeah, that's <laughs> what uh, we were talking right before we started recording this. And I was saying my prayers used to be really wordy before because I think I was still kind of thinking... But how you think, like, you have to fit all of this stuff in mm -hmm. when you're talking to God. Like, you mm -hmm. have to, like, literally take the Lord's Prayer, and every time that you pray anything, you have to have each one of those things in there. I read a thing once when it was talk uh, talking about prayer, um, and it was referencing the same scripture. Mm -hmm. um, and it just explained that prayer, if you look up any type of scripture, it's obviously, it's there's a call for every person who is a believer to do it. So, mm -hmm. truly, God wanted everyone alive today to be praying. Yeah. So, if you think of everyone alive and everyone who's just a Christian right now, I mean, there are different, um, just different backgrounds for each one of those people. There's different education levels. There's mm -hmm. different, um, just traditions. So, mm -hmm. just prayer itself, in order for every person to do it, has to be just, like, extremely basic. simple. <laughs> basic. Yeah, it's a basic thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, it actually reminded me of a people that we've learned about from our church. Um, and they, we call them the tea people and they have these elaborate, repetitive prayers that they have to pray to their gods in order to appease them, in order to gain merit. And it's just like it, learning about it was exhausting because I was like, how could you do that? I mean, the anxiety you would have of getting it either wrong mm -hmm. or saying something out of order. I am so thankful that we have a God that we do not have to do that. That he, first of all, died on the cross for us so that he, we, he could be then inside of us. And that we have this instant connection to him where we can just speak to him and even like be honest with him. And he knows us and he's so personal. 
I'm so thankful that we can just, and I tend to really get wordy and I, I realize that that is not necessary mm-hmm. because first of all, God already knows what I'm about mm-hmm. to say. So I don't need to repeat it a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I would be so bad at that. Oh, <laughs> me too. Person, because sometimes yeah. just in regular conversation with people, if we're talking about the Bible, I'll know what the point is that I want to get across, mm-hmm. but I'll be like, Paul said it, and it was like one of those, <laughs> one of the books that he was in, and he said this, one of those you know, letters that he wrote about. to a church. But I'll, yeah, I'll know it, but I have no idea what the reference yeah, yeah, is me for too. it. <laughs> yep. Get the point across, but I don't have yeah that just, I would, I would be smacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that we would have no hope. Yeah. Um, so, and one last verse for, you know, starting your day with prayer is Psalm one forty five eighteen. The Lord is near to all who call on him in truth. So it doesn't say the Lord is near to all who talk to him for an hour, to all who study his word for all day. It says to all who call on him. I mean, that's all you got to do is call on him. Um, and that actually kind of goes to the next point here because you can literally do that all day long. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it just in the morning. You know, it's good to do it to start your day off right, but it doesn't have to be, you know, at a set time. This is something that, you know, when you are raised in the church, you kind of think in religious terms and you think there's a time and a place for prayer. It's at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not all people think that, but it's I mean, on that's Sunday kinda... if my mom makes me go to youth group yeah. on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, it's at church or when I have a really bad thing happen <clears> and <throat> I need God. Um, but the scriptures tell us differently. They say to pray always throughout our day, not waiting for the right or proper time. Um, a lot of the time we think we just can't pray while doing certain things. Like you can't pray while you're on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) When you're a mom, if you are alone in the bathroom, you know what? If that's the only time you have to pray, pray. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, what mom is alone in the bathroom? I know. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying is maybe your husband's home and he's actually like allowing the kids to give you five minutes to yourself. Then pray if that's what you want to do, okay? Or doing the dishes, you know, or vacuuming or laying in bed with your sick kid or laying. I mean, of course, you're going to pray in those things because you're praying for your kid most of the time. But laying in bed while your kids are taking forever to fall asleep. Those are times when I, well, I especially pray (laughs) because I start to get impatient and selfish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um Grant me the sobriety, <laughs> except the things I cannot change. Yeah, <laughs> dear Jesus, I need you. If this kid says one more word, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, so some scriptures that I uh liked for praying, um, for knowing that it's first of all okay to pray in any occasion, but also just to pray. Um, the first one that I found that tells us exactly to pray in any occasion is Ephesians six eighteen. pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and every request and stay alert 
with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So it's saying pray at all times. Um, now it says for the saints, but it's just meaning, you know, definitely should be praying for your, you know, your leaders, your pastors and whatnot. But, um, you can pray at all times. <laughs> and if people, if you are a mom that's really busy and you actually kind of feel guilty sometimes that you don't pray for like our country or whatnot, you can do that anywhere. You know, it doesn't have to be where, you know, well, I have all this list of people that I got to pray for, but I'll do that at the right time. Mm. I've been trying to do it where if somebody asks me to pray for them, I do it right then. Because I know I'm either going to forget or I may not have time. You'll get even busier than what you already are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I've been working full-time lately, and I swear, I feel like I don't ever have time to just... Like, I really have, like, 15 minutes in the morning to sit down and pray and read my Bible and eat my breakfast. That's, like, what I do is I get up, get in the shower, get ready, eat my breakfast, and read my Bible at the same time. And that's, I mean, that's what's so awesome you said earlier, like, God already knows what you're going to say, but God already knows those minutes that you're going to have for him that day. Mm-hmm. So don't think, like, oh, I only have 15 minutes. I yeah. shouldn't, I'm not even going to waste my time doing it, because God will use that 15 minutes and give you what you need to hear. Amen. And, you know, Satan will try to lie to you and tell you, it's just 10 minutes. It's mm-hmm. not worth anything. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want those 10 minutes that you have to offer that's not enough and your religion that's being religious that's saying that it has to be done a certain way it has to be a certain amount of time god you know what if you literally only have 10 minutes your whole entire day to give to god and you give those spare 10 minutes to him he is gonna bless you and he is gonna you know that shows him that you truly love him Mm -hmm. that shows him your heart Um, so Satan will try to tell you that, you know, even just five minutes is not enough. Don't, don't let him lie. Don't let him lie to you. Say, get behind me, Satan. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm taking these ten minutes, man. And it's for your benefit, too, you know. Having those ten minutes could, you know, help you the rest of your day. Um, so another thing. Another verse is First Chronicles sixteen eleven. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. So I mean, you can be seeking Him all day long, in every single thing that you do, especially like when your kids are being really difficult. You can be like, God, help me to see you in this. Help me to live like you in this, <laughs> and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and. A lot of the times I've realized when I do that, when I start to think of how, first of all, how God thinks of things, I start to have way more compassion for my Mm. kids. Um, And it actually helps me to be more humble and put aside my selfishness so I can really just get down on their level and figure out what's going on. Um, Uh, And that, just like those, those times when you are having like a child who's freaking out or just any, any situation Mm -hmm. where you are like two seconds away from snapping. (laughs) Yeah. That is, it's fighting. That's something where God is trying to 
there's always a situation that will be happening where yeah. God is trying to draw you closer. Yeah. Like it's either one step closer to God, mm, one step closer. Or you, I don't want to say to Satan, but one step closer to a scheme, like yeah. giving into the scheme. Yeah. Falling and, short. <laughs> yeah. And it might be hard to believe, but like he'll, he's going to use your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So that is including your children. Your children. Yeah. And that. Your husband. Yeah. Yep. That you're, and that's one of the, one thing to remember is that you're not. You're not fighting flesh. Yeah. It's not flesh for flesh. You're fighting spiritual, spiritual powers. powers. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, and when you look at it that way and you realize this isn't my kids. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it is them. It's their flesh. But it's Satan using that their to trip flesh. you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you realize that, first of all, it takes the power away from him. It kind of reveals him and you can rebuke him. And you can, you you know, give it to, if you give it to God, then he's going to help you through that. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you the wisdom of how to go through that. And then that's like what they say, like he, it's, I'm going to do what I said earlier. It's somewhere in here. (laughs) God said he's equipping you for just future situations. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to have a moment where your kid's breaking down Mm -hmm. and you want to break down, Mm -hmm. but you don't. You draw close to God, and then you and your kid get through it, mm-hmm. and then it happens again, and you and your kid are just continuously getting through it yeah. until at some point it's going to stop happening, and then one of your friends is going to come and be like, I'm about to kill this kid, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to be like, hey, hey, this is what I Guess did. what? <laughs> and it, I can God help you. <laughs> yeah. You can use your yeah. story exactly. to bless others, and then in turn help them to withstand Satan's traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just con- yeah, God's just yeah. equipping you. Like, oh, I mean, we're all linked together. It's just amazing. Um, now, one thing is, you know, as moms, we tend to worry. No, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> you know, we worry that our kids aren't eating enough, that they're eating too much, that they're not outside enough. But if they're outside too much, they might get abducted or they might get sick. Their um, shoes aren't fitting yeah, the right way. Yeah, they're not growing enough. They're growing too much, and I don't can't afford to buy them clothes. Um, we worry just about any about Check anything. That box for me. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the verse that I love to meditate on, um, and that I feel like you can just any time that you are worried, you can you know pray this verse to remind yourself. And just take the advice that the verse gives you. Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So you may not necessarily have anything to ask God when you're worrying about things like that, other than, um, please help me to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know when you start to think of all the things that you can be thankful for and we've talked about this in our first podcast actually um, then that actually shifts your focus and what I love about this verse is that people are just now coming to realize that if you follow this that you actually change the chemical makeup of your mm-hmm. brain like <clears throat> you start thinking positive that keeps you from forming pathways in your brain that lead to anxiety and mm. depression you Bipolar think po- yeah even. you think positive and that 
makes good pathways. And your body's going to stay positive. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your whole body. <laughs> uh, speaking of our first, our first podcast, that just reminded me that we actually even had part of that scripture that we referenced in our first podcast. So first Thessalonians five and then just 17 instead of the whole verse was pray continually. Yes. Pray continually. All throughout your day. I mean, duh, I should have had that one down. (laughs) (laughs) That's just such an awesome verse. It is. I mean, I feel like that verse kind of sums up, like, maybe a few of the ones I've said already. (laughs) And it just sums up your entire life. (laughs) It just, like, points back to the whole Bible. Yeah. Um, so, so, that's kind of the number two tip of just praying throughout your day. The number three one I have written down, I'm like not even wanting to read it because it's so hard for me to do as a mom that is so busy. Be still in the quiet moments you have. So when life is crazy busy and you're taking kids to and from school, after school, you have after school activities, you're cooking, cleaning, you have church activities, um, you may even work. It's really hard to find spare time. Um, And if you're like me, in my spare time, I just do more. (laughs) So I do like bills. I balance my bill book or I, you know, anything that's on my to-do list, I try to get that done. So like if I'm lucky enough to have a time where my kid's like napping and I have 20 minutes, I am going to spend that 20 minutes doing things that I need to catch up on rather than stopping and just being still with God. Um, and actually we kind of talked about this earlier, you know, even if it's just 10 minutes of just being quiet, I mean, we are never quiet throughout our day. We always have something coming in, some sort of media, um, Facebook, Instagram, our kids, our family, TV, it's all coming in at us at all ranges that is going to choke out God's voice mm-hmm. unless we find time to just sit and be still. This can even be in your car. Okay, guys, don't turn the radio on. If mm-hmm. you are in the car without kids, don't turn the radio on. You don't have to have a podcast on. Just try and be quiet. Should we take a break? See, might start waking up all the other mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> So, in the quiet moments um, before bed, before you get out of bed in the morning, um, before you go to bed, when kids have finally fallen asleep for a nap, just stop and steal a quiet moment with just you and God and meditate on a verse or just say a prayer and praise him. I mean, even just like praising him. Mm Mm-hmm. Saying his names, you know, that or saying qualities of him that you know. But not just babbling, you know, just saying it and just kind of like breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, the I've been doing a journey, like a journey through Revelation Wellness. If you haven't seen, looked, or heard about it, look it up. It's awesome. But um, it's like an eight-week journey for faith and fitness. And I've been doing that, and she teaches you to breathe and you want to breathe so you're filling your lungs and your stomach I mean breathing almost until it hurts and then just breathing out 
And I mean, I know people do this meditating, but this is different because not only are you kind of meditating, but you're meditating on God and who he is and what he says about you and how you're loved. Um, and it's like one of the most refreshing things to even just do that for 10 minutes and just like let your mind, like look into your mind and what you're thinking. God will reveal a lot to you about yourself. <laughs> Which I'm sorry, okay, if that happens, but it's good for you, okay? Yeah, it's good for you. Self reflect. <laughs> um, so that will kind of restore your soul and help you to go about, you know, your day, your week, bearing fruit. Because you get, grow closer to God, you will then in turn bear fruit. So, Charity, you got um, anything to say about that? Well, I just have, like,. It's really easy to think. Like, a lot of people are really busy. Mm -hmm. But it's also really easy just to think that you're busy. So just, I think it's really important to look over your time in advance. Like, look over your day. Yeah. It's the night before. Yeah. And just think of where you could, like, fit some time in for God. Yeah. Because he doesn't, he doesn't want your leftovers you should be bringing him in all day long yeah yeah but he doesn't he's he's not going to take second place and if you mm -hmm. got some crazy things going on in your life then you should probably be thinking about where god's trying to like yeah knock on your head and i mean if you can honestly it. sit down and look at your schedule and say there is literally no time for god um that's not then okay you, yeah you <laughs> you are too busy yeah um because <clears throat> God should always be a priority. I know not everybody is at that point in their life, but take steps mm -hmm. to it. And um, and that's, I have reevaluate how you're spending your time right now. Like mm -hmm. what what is it that's taking up your time? Like we were we were talking about earlier. Um, it's so easy to be like, where did that ten minutes go when you're on your phone? Mm -hmm. What are you? What are you doing? Are you watching TV? Are you texting gifts texting back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> are you playing a game on your phone? Are you looking at Instagram? Are mm -hmm. you looking at social media? Are you, what are you? What are mm -hmm. you doing? And then when you're looking at those things that you are doing, are you surrounding yourself with godly influences? Mm -hmm. If yeah. you are on social media, what is it that you're looking at on there? Are they going to be pointing you to Christ? Yeah, and that I have I have written down. What are you watching on TV? Who are you following on social media? Oh, yeah. Are they... What exactly? What are mm -hmm. they pointing you towards? And that's one big thing for me is just what are you watching on TV? I had a show that I was watching for a while. And I didn't even, like, think about it when I was watching it. Mm -hmm. It would just be on and I was watching it. And I... I don't even know, like, thinking back on the show, I was like, what, what? I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I was... When I was doing this one day, thinking about the things that I would have, I follow on Instagram and just social media and mm -hmm. YouTube and those kinds of things and the TV shows that I watch and the stuff that I listen to, I was trying to really like find something that was making me take things that I don't believe are okay and because they're being shown in a different light, then I'm just okay. accept I'm accepting them yeah. because they're being shown there. Yeah. And the show was one of those things that, like, it's, I mean, it, when I was thinking about it, I was like, holy crap, like, it's, it's all over the place with stuff I don't believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one thing that when I, when mm -hmm. I realized that, like, God was taking that show and showing me, 
hey, this. This ain't me. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I was, I just felt so bad. And I was like, mm-hmm. why was I watching all of that? Like, yeah. it, it's just amazing yeah. what, if you take that time. Yeah. To just reevaluate. Well, and sometimes you'll think, well, I can watch it and, like, just leave out have, the bad. Yeah. I don't have to believe have what to they're saying. Yeah. It, yeah. But Satan uses those to plant little uh, thoughts in your head and start to mold you towards the world instead of towards Christ. Exactly. Desensitizing mm-hmm. you to it is yep. going to start desensitizing you to real life things. Yes. Yep. And you slowly start to go, well, you know, the world thinks it's okay. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, you know, be so upset about it, mm-hmm. you know? So, if you cut out things like that, then you will definitely find some time to just be still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you can actually even analyze your thinking and think, you know, find ways where your thinking is wrong. And it's like... No, it doesn't even have to be thinking of, like, what's good and what's bad. It's more of, like, thinking of what's true about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, as moms, I think we believe so many lies about ourselves, of inadequacy or even our looks, our fitness. I mean, all moms struggle with their bodies because you've given birth to children. And, um, you know, we believe all these lies internally. And when you sit down and you... Pray and be quiet with God. He's going to show those things to you that are not, they're not true. That's not what he says mm-hmm. in you. Um, so the last kind of tip that we have, or like just something to ponder, um, is you need to stop hindering the flow of the Holy Spirit throughout your day. Um, it's really easy when we're busy to just control things. You know, you have to be in control because you have a schedule. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure things happen on the, you know, the way they should. And um, God doesn't want us to be that way. He wants to be in control of things happening, and He wants us to come to Him for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and you better believe if you don't let Him take that control, that He's gonna, He's just gonna take it and. Mm-hmm. In ways you don't want it to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. He's going to um, make it so you might completely have to stop. like, Or he might lose your job. Or there might your car might break down. He's going he's gonna to find ways to make you turn to him. When you could have just done it on your own and avoided all the mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're really helping you out, guys, right now. <laughs> one, one of our pastors says a a lot what is it that you keep having God bring up in your life because you aren't responding correctly yep yep so uh one of the things is about so that's kind of a way that you quench the flow of the spirit that you kind of stop it but you can all you also can do it in a few other ways um putting our pride before God you know, having just a pride in everything we do. We are to be humble and, you know, and that's kind of letting go of control. You have to be humble in order to let go of control. Um, and then seeking, we need to be seeking God's kingdom over our own glory and desires. Um, if we're not, 
you know, if we're not going about our day thinking what's going to bring glory to God and his kingdom, then we're going to end up hindering, because that's what the Spirit's goal is, you know. It's not what brings glory to us, it's what brings glory to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, like, the number one way that we can keep the flow of the Spirit from being there is uh, having sin in our life that we aren't either aren't aware of or we're not sin. confessing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, for me, like, I know I sin probably all day long, but at the end of the day, I am tired. And I'm like, you know what, God? I am sure I've messed up quite a few times. Reveal those to me <laughs> mm-hmm. because I can't remember them. I mean, of course, there'll be some that I'm like, yeah, I really messed up there. But some I know I'm just like, I want him to reveal to me ways that I'm just like habitually sinning mm-hmm. almost, you know, like yelling at my kids or reacting in anger or or being selfish. I just want him to show me that. Um, so you really have to ask him to show those things to you if you aren't aware of them. Um, yeah, you definitely want to see that now and not on the big screen at the pearly gates. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I mean, you're going to miss out on the spirit being closer to you mm. because you have, like, this wall of sin. Um, I, that's the number one reason why God asks us to be holy or set apart is because he, not because he wants to, you know, control us. It's because he wants to be close to us. Yeah, we're a temple. And he cannot be close to us when we're living in sin because he is holy and holiness cannot mm. be near sin. He is good. He is so good, like so pure and good that any sin just, he has to be separate from. Um, and that's why every time you think about like how we're a temple and God is living inside of us and you, I just cringe for the things that I do for the things that I put inside me, like food and, uh, you know, things that aren't good. Mm-hmm. Um, things you watch, like we were talking about with the TV. Things you listen to. And then you listen to, yep. Yeah, so, I'm not trying to weigh you guys down and say, you know. Your thoughts. Yeah, our thoughts. <laughs> our, our thoughts alone are, do you ever think, oh, I'm a, I'm a real good person on my own. I don't need God. Just Just write down your thoughts. And you'll know differently, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll find out real quick. Nope. Not that great of a person. <laughs> um, so I wrote down a verse. Galatians five thirteen through 15. Um, and I thought I wrote it. Well, I thought I wrote it down. But I guess I didn't. So I need to, I need to look it up. <laughs> um, but let me get to it. Um, I'm going to just spot never mind to that verse because it's not the one that I thought it was. <laughs> but um, what I've written out is, you know, part of, you know, being Christians, especially as moms, we are looked to by our kids as what is a Christian. <laughs> you know, what, first of all, parent, a kid, in case you didn't know this, parents are a example of who God is to their kids. The first example. Yes. And so they look to us and say, do I want to believe in a God who's like them? Mm -hmm. You know, even though God is not us, but we are made in the image of God. And the kids, to them, were their world. Mm -hmm. And so they equate, they, that's how they like relate, you know, of God that is, loves them like their parents, you know? 
So that's why it is so important for us to just slow down, seek God's guidance, our guidance, um, and not react to things with anger and patience, selfishness, and self-righteousness. These are all things that come from the flesh. And um, this is what I thought the Bible verse was. It's when we, you know, flesh versus our spirit, Mm. you know, when we react in the spirit or the spirit, we're reacting the way God would. When we react in the flesh, that is not the spirit. That is not God. And the two cannot coexist. We either react in the spirit or react in the flesh. Um, and if we react in the flesh, it can feel good at the time. You know, you react in an angry way and it's, it's a release because we have all these hormones that built up when you're angry. There we go. <laughs> um, so this is what the scripture is. It's Galatians 5.17. Again, I wrote this last night at midnight. But <laughs> for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in con- conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. A freaking man. So that sounds controlling, first of all. But... It's not. If you look at it in the context of God's trying to, first of all, protect those around us who we're in contact with. If you are reacting in the flesh, you're going to hurt those around you. You're going to hurt your kids. You're going to hurt your spouse. It just is because our flesh is not good. Our flesh is selfish, yeah. Yeah. We react in anger and um, we're impatient and we end up saying things we don't mean, but they feel good to say. Um, And I... I don't mean literally good. I mean they feel good. Our feelings are deceiving. Mm-hmm. They, but then you end up, you know, harming relationships that you have. When you're humble and you react in the spirit, and with love and compassion, like God would react, then you, first of all, you're being a, a great example to anybody that you're reacting that way to. Um, you know, people even you just meet at the store, and if they're rude to you. And you react in a, you know, patient and kind way. Mm. That's going to speak volumes to you that you're different. Or to them that you're different. And you never know when you are going to have something come up where Mm -hmm. you're rude to someone. And then Mm -hmm. they find out somehow that you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. I actually had that today at the store. I, um, I helped lead a Bible study at our church. And, um. I had folders for the bio, for the Bible study already for this year, but mm-hmm. I didn't have paper for note-taking in there. So when I was doing some grocery shopping today, I stopped and I got the note paper for that. And um, <clears throat> the lady who was ringing up my groceries couldn't get the grapes that I was buying to scan. And I had, I didn't have all of my kids with me, but I had my niece, Kathy's daughter, and then my daughter and mm-hmm. my youngest son with me. And today is my son's first birthday. So everyone's all hopped up on sugar and all that stuff. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. And so the girls were like running back and forth from the checkout stand where I was to the um, claw machines screaming for quarters um, while the lady's trying to figure out why the grapes aren't scanning. And instead of like being like, okay, kids, get your butts over here. Yeah. Like I was getting frustrated at the yeah. lady for not being able to scan the grapes. Yeah. And I was thinking the whole time, like, just 
just tell her to not worry about the freaking grapes. Just yeah. get out of the store. Yeah. And I was, I could tell that I was about to just Snap. get snappy yeah. with her though, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to do it with the kids <laughs> because that's where like my focus was. I was thinking, this is what yeah. I was thinking. Like I have to be nice to them because they are seeing God in me, but who cares about the lady <laughs> at the checkout? And then Priorities. While, yeah. And then while we're waiting, the lady just, and it was such a weird thing. And this just shows you where, what God can do. Cause I only had one, like 200 sleeve paper, note paper. Mm-hmm. And she held up that one sleeve and said, are you a teacher? And I was like, uh, oh gosh, no. Now I have to explain. Yeah, well, and I was like, uh, no, no, I, I help lead a Bible study, and that's the pay- like. And I had to, I had to tell her, and I was like, thank God <laughs> that I did thank not. God I didn't freak out. Over Just forget about the freaking grapes, grapes of wrath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, I've yeah. seen your kind. Well, and that's yeah. like, and exactly like that's what you never know. You never you don't. know, and when. that's why it's so important. To find the times to pray because in our busyness we can become real mean mm-hmm. <laughs> and selfish, um, and just respond to things quick, um, without thinking, and that's when regrets happen. Not saying that there is not grace because there grace abounds. Mm-hmm. You know there is always grace, but do we really want to do that? I mean, there is enough of that out in the world. Why we're supposed to be set apart and be a light mm-hmm. to people? Yeah. So, um, these are all things that we can choose to do each day, um, to make our crazy busy lives smoother and have peace and joy throughout all of it. And I, I think we want to encourage you guys to maybe pick one. If you, you know, are starting fresh and you're like, I am so busy. I don't even know where to start. This is all kind of overwhelming. Just pick one or two of the tips um, that we've talked about this week and apply them to each day. And then add the rest kind of slowly. You know, none of this stuff, growing closer to God and having a relationship with Him and having Him give you strength to go about your day, that takes time. It's not ever going to be like an instant thing. And also, you're never going to have a day where... You don't have to do this, where you don't have to, like, commit your day to God, or you don't have to, like, oh, well, I've done it enough times now that God just helps me now. (laughs) No. He wants to know that your heart is still searching, that you're still committed to Him. Um, And so this is something that's really good to form a habit of. Um, And then, like I just said a second ago, remember that grace and mercy abounds, so if you fall short... Make sure you don't beat yourself up about it and just start over the next day. That's mm-hmm. the best thing is that we get to ask God for forgiveness for our falling shorts and ask him to help us to do better the next day. Um, so I have a verse for you and I'm going to read this and then we have something that's a little bit long to read that we're going to try and read. Um, Charity, do you want to read it after yeah. I read this verse? Okay, um, that really just kind of resonated with us, and I feel like it can really go into this. So, um, it's Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. I said, actually, I said 8 through 10a, because it's like the first part of verse 10, because the last part of it kind of didn't really apply to this. 
Not saying I'm taking it out of context, but mm-hmm. it just kind of made things confusing. <laughs> so you can go read it if you want, but I didn't. I chose not to. Um, so it says, you are saved by God's grace because of your faith. This salvation is God's gift. It's not something you possessed. It's not something you did that you can be proud of. Instead, we are God's accomplishment, created in Christ Jesus to do good things. The author is unknown, it says, on who wrote this, but just one of our friends had shared it on Facebook. It says, this stage of life, it's hard, you guys. I'm talking right now to you moms who are in your late 20s to mid-30s. You have kids, likely two, three, maybe four of them. They probably range in age from newborns to seven or eight years old, give or take a few, on all of the above-mentioned stats. In this stage of life, you are dealing with exhaustion, mental, physical, and emotional. In this stage of life, you are dealing with teething, with ear infections, with stomach viruses. You are juggling nap schedules and feeding schedules and soccer schedules. A million balls you are juggling, and you probably feel like you're dropping most of them. In this stage of life, you're dealing with guilt. Guilt over having a career and not spending enough time with your kids, or guilt over staying home with your kids and not doing enough to contribute financially. Guilt over being too harsh with your kids, too lenient. Guilt that your house is clean, but your kids were ignored. Or guilt that you enjoyed your children all day, but now your husband's coming home to filth. Guilt. Mm -hmm. In this stage of life, you are bombarded daily with a whole host of decisions. Some of them life-changing, some of them not. None of them with clear-cut answers. Do I vaccinate my kids? Do I not? Do I send them to public school, homeschool, charter school? Do I continue to breastfeed? Do I blow the budget so that I can buy all organic? Do I force my child to apologize even though the apology will be insincere? You don't know the answer to anything, but you feel constant pressure to figure out everything. This stage of life is less and less about watching your friends get married and have babies and more and more about standing by and witnessing your friends struggle in their marriage and even get divorced. It's a stage where you've got to put in the time and the effort and the work and the energy to make sure your own marriage stays healthy. And that's good, but it's hard too. At this point, you or someone you know has experienced infertility, miscarriages, loss of a child. It's a stage where you are buying houses, selling houses, remodeling houses, packing up houses, and then you do it all again in a few years later. It's a stage where your hormones are all out of whack. I mean, you've basically been pregnant, postpartum, or breastfeeding for the last 10 (laughs) years, right? It's a stage where you are struggling with identity. Is my entire identity mommy? Is there anything left of me that isn't about mothering? Is there something more glamorous I could have or should have done with my life? I look like a mom now, don't I? I totally do. It's a stage where you are on a constant quest for balance and can never find it. A stage of life where you are overloaded constantly. You are overloaded with questions. Your children never stop asking them. You're overloaded with touch. Someone is constantly wanting to be held, holding on to you, hanging on you, touching you. You are overloaded with to-dos. There is so much to do. It never ends. You are overloaded with worry. You are overloaded with things. Your kids have way too many toys. You are overloaded with activities. You are overloaded with thoughts. Thoughts about how not to be overloaded, perhaps. (laughs) It's hard. So, what do you need to do to survive it all? 
You need to ask for help. You need to accept help when it's given. You need to not neglect your marriage. You need to put your kids down for bed early. Sit outside on the back porch with your husband. Drink a glass of wine and have a conversation. You need girlfriends. You need your mom. You need older friends who have been there and done that who can reassure you that you aren't screwing it all up as badly as you think you are. You need to not feel bad about using your kid's nap time every now and again to just do whatever the heck you want. You need to lower your expectations, then probably lower them again. You need to simplify. Simplify every single part of your life as much as it can be simplified. You need to learn how to say no. You need to practice contentment. You need to be okay leaving your kids overnight and going away somewhere, anywhere. You need to do something you enjoy every day, even if it's for more than even if it's for no more than 15 minutes. You need to pray. Girl, you need to pray. <laughs> you need a coffee you love. You need a wine you love and a bubble bath that you love. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you need to remember that that this stage of life is beautiful too. Likely really really beautiful. This is the stage of life where every single older person you've ever met tells you you're going to miss this. And you already know it's true. It's the stage where you, where your kids love you more than they are ever going to love you again for the whole rest of your life. It's the stage where they can fit their entire shelves into your lap, to, their entire selves, sorry, into your lap to snuggle, and they want to. It's the stage where their biggest problems are ear infections and teething and stomach viruses, and you're not having to deal with things like broken hearts or addiction or bullying. It's the stage where you are learning to love your spouse in an entirely different, harder, better way. The stage where you are learning together, being stretched together, shredding your selfishness together, and truly being made into one. It's the stage where you get to see Christmas, Halloween through your kids' eyes, and it's so much more fun and magical than it would be just through your own eyes. It's the stage where you get to watch your parents be grandparents, and they're really good at it. It's the stage of life filled with field trips, class parties, costumes, swim lessons, bubble bath, dance parties, loose teeth, and first steps. And those things are so fun. It's the stage where you are young enough to have fun and old enough to obtain at least some wisdom. It's such a great stage. But man, it's hard. Amen. Even though that wasn't a prayer. <laughs> yeah. But man, the end part <sighs> chokes me up every time. Yeah. <sighs> So, we're going to close this thing out, because it's been about an hour, but if you guys have any questions, or you just want to say something to us, you can reach us at macchiatomoms at gmail.com. If you don't know how to spell macchiato, just go to Starbucks and ask for a caramel macchiato, mm -hmm. and then ask them to spell it for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then send me a gift card in my email, please. Thanks. <laughs> Just kidding, don't do that. <laughs> I'd feel really, really bad. Um, but thanks for listening, you guys. And again, if you have questions, feel free to email us anytime. And we will come back after you. Until next time. <laughs>